up, nerds? ESPN Plus, the ESPN You won't see a team play worse than my team played yesterday. The New York Jets' performance yesterday was an embarrassment. You, you hired somebody that doesn't even understand what an SC Trojan is all about. Like, stop! Hi, I'm Brian Barnhart, voice of the Fighting Illini, and this is your home for Fighting Illini Sports. 98.9, the game. And now, broadcasting live and local, from the 98.9 The Game Studios in Effingham, Illinois, it's the starting lineup with Travis Sparks. Season's over. I'm done. And Eric Fry. I love the movie Draft Day. It's one of my top five favorite movies of all time. (laughs) It's the starting lineup on 98.9 The Game. To another edition, to another day of the uh, starting lineup here on 98.9 The Game ESPN Radio. What's happening out there, uh, people? Welcome in uh, to this uh, Taco Tuesday, a Twisted Tuesday, whatever you want this Tuesday uh, to be. I'm here to help you celebrate, and also it's a sectional semifinal Tuesday as well out there for girls of basketball tonight. So you definitely know that I'll be hit up on that coming up in the next segment. Get you set up for the schedule for tonight, and may even take a peek at tomorrow's schedule as well for some boys regional semifinals and. And of course, uh, it is uh, Tuesday, uh, February 21st, 2023. Can you believe it? That it's going to be a March next week as we're wrapping up February as it just seems to go by a blur. That means we're getting close to a March Madness time. So uh, coming up a little bit later, we'll take a look at the uh, latest bracketology. I think we touched a little bit on it previously yesterday, uh, but I'll definitely go more in depth with it uh, uh, later on. And we'll take a look at where Illinois stands in the men's bracket. And we need to take a look at the women's bracket as well because the Fighting Illini are in it there as well. I'll hit up on some college basketball as well. What happened last night and not a lot happening uh, last night. Uh, well, there was one significant thing that we'll definitely talk about and we'll also hit up on uh, some NHL news and uh, notes. There's stuff that involves the uh, Bulls and also involves uh, an area player as well getting back into uh, the NBA and we'll also hit up on some NFL news and notes uh, NHL news and notes and uh, the XFL news and the notes as well. So lots to get to here today. Obviously, this is uh, Travis Sparks here and uh, flying solo here today without Eric. And I still got a good show uh, lined up for you as I ran through uh, the uh, lineup there. And, of course, the lineup would not be possible. And the starting lineup would not be possible without the fine folks from McMahon Meats, Tingley Insurance Agency, Web.
what pools of spas worth compared to repair and uh, to top of the state of bank. We appreciate uh, them and we appreciate all of you uh, for tuning in, whether you're tuning in here on the Trust Show Hour here on uh, live on 98.9 The Game or you're catching us on the uh, podcast, wherever you find your favorite podcast, iTunes, Spotify, our website, fmradio.com. Don't forget to uh, like us on uh, Facebook, the uh, starting lineup at 98.9 The uh, Game. Also hit us up on uh, Twitter at Star lineup 989 and also follow 989 the game on twitter as well to follow along there as well so uh got a good show lined up for you and this hour seems to go by uh, super quickly here and uh, so we need to jump right into it and i got a lot to uh, say here today yeah without eric so let's jump right into it and let's get after it and let's hit it up with first things first before we get into the show First things first. And we're starting off in the uh, College of Basketball world. And we're starting off in Champaign-Urbana last night as this was the uh, makeup game against uh, Minnesota. That was supposed to happen a couple weeks ago. But due to the uh, injuries and uh, COVID protocol that the uh, Golden Gophers were involved in, as uh, I needed to uh, mute that. There we go. Sorry about that. As uh, the uh, final line were victorious over uh, Minnesota 78-69 to uh, 69 last night. And a boy, oh boy, I was there on the ground in attendance there at the State Farm Center last night. And boy, did I have a good night to go to the game against Minnesota because I got I bear witness to the R.J. Melendez game. That's right, you heard it here all the time onto the show. Uh, me in particular, dogging on R.J. and uh, he has showed up in a full form last night. He had that early dunk that is uh, catching my eye at the bottom of the screen, and you'll hear some highlights. Uh, coming up here in uh, just a minute but RJ had his first career double-double last night at uh, 10 uh, points and also 11 uh, rebounds to go along with that and hey he also made a, a three-pointer as well now he was one for four and a four for eight hey four for eight that's 50% from the field not bad compared to what he has been doing and also uh, another dunk as well later on in the game and but he was one for four from beyond the arc and when RJ did hit that three uh, there was a nice ovation and and a nice eruption uh, from the crowd uh, there. And that was also noticed by Coach Underwood there as well. And that's kind of why I took a little bit of offense to what Eric said yesterday on the show about uh, having Coach Underwood saying that he still believes in RJ and that when the – his shot on Saturday left his uh, hands, he said, overtime. And uh, Eric thought he was just trying to be a friend to RJ rather than being a coach. But uh, I said on the other side that that's just a coach showing 100% unwavering confidence, unwavering loyalty to a player. And this is exactly what happens when you do that. Of course, uh, Terrence Shannon Jr. did not play in this game. So RJ was slid into the starting lineup in his slot. And, of course, another boat of confidence from Coach Underwood that RJ gets the start here and uh, then also we didn't see it I didn't see 
it after the game on Saturday. And one of the biggest things uh, that came out was why RJ still has a little bit of confidence left in there is that one of the veterans of the group and, of course, new with who the uh, final line this season, but he's a super senior. And uh, so he has super senior leadership. And that was Matthew Meyer as uh, RJ missed the shot on Saturday. But the first thing that Meyer did was give him a big old hug and uh, say that he's going to be a big star, a future star in this league. So uh, that is what leadership is, and that's what super senior leadership is. And that's what you need to do with a player struggling uh, like RJ. And uh, uh, Coach Underwood said that it was pretty awesome that RJ got that uh, ovation from the crowd because we knew it last night because every time uh, RJ was taking a shot, everyone was like, come on, RJ, make it make it we were pulling for him and uh, so that was kind of nice to see and that's something that I wasn't really expecting and uh, yeah it was a really nice moment when he finally uh, made that three uh, there and also very nice uh, that he got a, a double double as well. Matthew Meyer of course not very efficient once again a two for seven from beyond the arc and didn't realize that throughout the game I did notice that uh, a couple of times uh, during the game uh, that they were taking some forced the three pointers but uh, Meyer ended up leading the way with 22 points without Terrence Shane Jr. Once again, uh, Epps was pretty good. Eric's boy, as he has four for six from, from uh, beyond the arc, and he had 17 uh, last night. And one thing that I noticed uh, along the way, as uh, I didn't really realize it until late in the game, but uh, there was zero bench points in this game for the longest time, and there ended up only being one bench point for both teams. Sincere Harris made a free throw there in, in the second half, and that was it. That's the only bench point that was scored the entire game. Rodgers, of course, he doesn't do a lot of scoring, but he played 17 minutes. Luke Goody uh, didn't find the bottom of the cylinder either as he played 17 minutes, and Sincere made that free throw. Uh, he did have a three-point attempt that was missed, but... Uh, the Golden Gophers uh, bench didn't uh, come to play either. Payne, he had 12 minutes but didn't score. Carrington, he had 18 minutes but didn't score. Uh, the uh, Gophers were led uh, by a battle as he had uh, 31 points uh, from uh, last night. And uh, Minnesota's kind of been playing better, and you'd say in the way of effort, but it hasn't really shown on the floor because this is the 10th straight loss that they have. But ever since the, they've started to get healthy, they have kind of looked better, and they did look better in spurts as, of course, the Illini, they off to some, like they do every game, they have uh, spurts where they get out and have a big lead, and then Minnesota started to come back. And then even uh, towards the end of the game, Illinois, we know with the final score being the way it is, good uh, Illinois is a good team, but they're not a great team because they didn't cover the spread. The spread was 15, and they only won 78-69. They only won by a uh, 9 there, so uh, couldn't quite uh, cover the uh, spread for entertainment purposes as a little late run, a little late flurry there by both teams. There was a couple of dunks late in the game as well from the Illini, and uh, the Gophers tried to, you know, yeah, I mean, we were kind of getting a little worried there of, you know, possibly Illinois shooting some free throws to try to close it out late when it probably didn't need to be that close. But ended up Illinois coming out with the victory and coming out with the win. And this was much needed against the caliber of the Golden Gophers and this little run of games that we're in and this big stretch that we have because we only have four more games left of the regular season, guys. So only a few more games to leave an impression of try to get that elusive double buy in the Big Ten tournament. And Illinois back in action 
right back out of there at the State Farm Center. And uh, if you thought this game was big, this game on Thursday is going to be even bigger as it's going to be against uh, Northwestern. And they are just slid into the polls 21. And we know what they did last time out against uh, the Illini. Is it was a pretty bad loss for Illinois, 73-60. In particular, you know, you just coming off that uh, bounce-back performance from the Mizzou game. And this was kind of where we were in the stretch where we lost one, we won one. We lost one, we won one. There, you know, we beat Texas in uh, the start of December, and then we lost to Penn State immediately after that, and then we got embarrassed of bragging rights, and then uh, start of the new year. Uh, very first game of the new year we lost to in Northwestern. So obviously we'll have to be a, a better performance there. Still not sure about the status of Terrence Shannon Jr. It would be his ninth day in concussion protocol. So he still is listed day to day. So uh, it would be obviously nice to have him back for the game on a Thursday. And we need all the help that we can get if we want to beat the Wildcats. And it's kind of crazy to say. And then, we only have three other games after Thursday. We have on Sunday, we're at Ohio State. And then next Thursday, the last home game against Michigan. And then uh, on uh, March 5th, to close it out, we're at Purdue to close out the regular season there. So uh, four games is all we got left here before the uh, Big Ten tournament. And then we start March Madness. And, of course, also, uh, I got to bear witness to the uh, first career double-double of R.J. Melendez last night. And also was bear witness to one of the greatest promotions in all of college basketball as uh, the uh, two consecutive free throws were missed by uh, the uh, Golden Gophers. And that means free uh, nugs at participating. McDonald's as well so it was all in all a great night and I could explain this to you and I think I explained it pretty good uh, but uh, here was uh, some of the highlights of the game last night that you heard right here on 98.9 the game. Epps tries to switch on him now he drives him to the paint Cooper off balance shot air ball Epps with a rebound Lon I want to push in transition Epps all the way down layup got it Looking for Meyer, trying to hand it to him. Can't. Spins it out top to Epps. Epps drives to the right, 12 to shoot. Pull up for three. Got it. Danger, high post, just inside the arc. Hands it off, Sincere Harris. Left wing, Hawkins drives to the left baseline. Now in the corner on the left side. Inside Danger, spinning under the basket. Put it up and in. And he's fouled. Hawkins dribbling, 12. Left side, Harris. Back to Coleman. Minnesota's defense has tightened up a bit. Seven to shoot. Hawkins between the leg dribble. Pull up. Three. Got it. 24-14 Illinois. Five for Hawkins. Ten-point lead. Henley from 15. Missed it. Rebound Hawkins. The Illini on the run out. Two-man advantage. Goody. Left baseline. Melendez for the slam. Oh, a lot of frustration in that slam. Let me tell you. Hawkins looking inside for Danger, now to Epps. Right wing, shoots a three and got it. He got some help by Danger, cleared a pass for him. Air right baseline, backing his way down, spins right, banked it up and in. Matthew Meyer with his first points of the second half. He's in double figures with 10. Matthew Meyer wearing the headband again. Shoots a three, got it. Over back, just turned around and shot it. Hawkins, top of the key for three, got it. Nobody went out to get him. Hawkins with his third three of the game. He has 14, and the Illini have the lead at 53-37. Saves it back in bounds. Does Melendez, shoots a three with two, and he got it. Hey, R.J. Melendez. 
Rodriguez with two on the shot clock. He didn't have time to think about it. And R.J. buries the three, 67-55 Illinois. Pressure in the backcourt, Epps, Hawkins, Melendez, two-handed slam again. And Melendez slams it in. He's got a double-double. Going to heave one more time for three. Got it. 1.8 left. 78-69 Illinois. The Illini inbound, and they lead wire to wire over the last place Gophers, and they win it. 78-69 is the final. So that was Brian Barnhart on the call last night here on the Illini Radio Network, and you can hear him right back in action on a Thursday back there at the State Farm Center and 8 o'clock. Again, go figure. <laughs> a couple of 11 a.m. start times left in the Michigan game. Thank goodness is a 6 o'clock game, but 8 o'clock tip-off for the game on a Thursday against the Wildcats, and hopefully it's a different atmosphere. Uh, last night, I know that a couple of games that went to uh, previously uh, the uh, students were in the building and this time obviously uh, they were it was a whiteout in honor of Michigan State and just because it was a week since those events occurred there on the Spartan campus uh, there and uh, you know it's kind of hard to get up for Minnesota we don't really hate them and it's their last place team so I imagine that the environment will be more hostile coming up on a Thursday for the Wildcats coming to town I know that the uh, Barstool on Twitter have a good time going back and forth uh, with each other there and so it's kind of a mini rivalry game I guess you'd say against Northwestern coming up on Thursday so hopefully the atmosphere is just a little bit better uh, for those in attendance on Thursday so uh, hey uh, that comes up on a Thursday there'll be some sectional championships take place on Thursday as well but before we get to the sectional championships we need to decide the semifinals I'll take a look at the local sports schedule and uh, talk about those matches in those sectional semis coming up next here on the star lineup the starting lineup from 98.9 the game studios we'll be right back if you served in the vietnam gulf war or post 9-11 eras you may be eligible for expanded va benefits a new law known as the pact act provides disability compensation health care free toxic exposure screenings and more to veterans who were exposed to toxins during their military service you can submit a claim for your pact act related benefits now claims received by august 10th 2023 may be paid back to august 10th 2022 visit va.gov forward slash pact to learn more and file your claim Hi, this is Casey from JNR Collision Centers. We would like to announce the purchase of Walk's Auto Body from Doug Walk. JNR's commitment will be the same as Doug's always was. We will go above and beyond to return your vehicle to pre-accident condition. We will work with you and your insurance company and keep you informed during the entire repair process. Stop by and see us at either Effingham location, 3241 South Banker Street or 1424 East Via Avenue, or call JNR Collision Centers at 877-525-5722. Join Mark Patrick Seminars and lose the weight guaranteed. Only $49.99. Hypnosis is designed to destroy unwanted cravings like day eating, binges, boredom eating, and stress eating. For locations near you, go to markpatrickseminars.com. Also, stop smoking with Mark Patrick Seminars. No matter how many times you've tried to quit, this hypnosis is designed to destroy your desire to smoke without cravings, irritability, weight gain, or your money back. Join the over half a million others who have attended. That's right. Weight Loss Seminar, Monday, March 20th at the Holiday Inn in Effingham. Weight Loss Seminar, 5.30 p.m. Registration at 5 p.m. Stop Smoking Seminar, 8 p.m. Registration at 7.30 p.m. Sign up at markpatrickseminars.com. Get in zone, AutoZone. Welcome to AutoZone, America's number one brakes destination. We have the pads, rotors, drums, shoes, and brake fluids to improve your stopping power. 
Right now, save 15% when you get any two Duralast rotors with a set of Duralast brake pads. Missing a tool? Ask about our free loan -a tool program and borrow the tools you need to get the job done. Get in the zone, AutoZone. Claim based on data from the MPD Group 2021. Deposit required for loan -a tool. Ray Maliazzi here for eBay Motors. You're driving along and some nimrod cuts you off. You hit the horn. <laughs> Jeez, it sounds like a goose in distress. Time to head over to eBay Motors. They have horns for every make and model, not to mention horn pads, steering wheels, wiring, and more. 122 million parts. You can even go for an upgrade. That <laughs> looks like Mr. Cutoff Man needs a new seat cover. Try eBay Motors, pal. Get the right parts at the right prices. eBay Motors, let's ride. Individual rates, coverage, offerings, and savings may vary. Subject to terms and conditions not available in all areas. If you're a small business owner, listen up. Pi Insurance wants to give you one of those aha moments, the kind that could save you money. Workers' comp is probably one of the biggest costs you face. But did you know that insurance providers have flexibility in setting their prices? That's right. But many don't bother giving small businesses the savings you deserve. Instead, you can get lumped in with other businesses and overcharged. Pi Insurance was created to change that. With Pi, you get a quote tailored specifically to your business, and you could save up to 30% with no hassle and no hidden fees. Plus, when you sign up for pay-as-you-go billing, your premium is based on your actual payroll, not an estimate. So your workers' comp audit experience is simplified. Take three minutes to see how much you could save with Pi Insurance. Ask your agent for Pi or get a quote at IWantPi.com. That's IWantPie.com. And now, Eric Price, Sports Center update. The Colts reportedly believe they could get wide receiver Paris Campbell back from injury before season's end. Campbell underwent foot surgery after catching a touchdown in the Week 6 win over the Titans. Tight Texans has been working to return since. The starting lineup. Welcome back in to the starting lineup. Travis Sparks here, and that's Eric Fry stumbling and bumbling through the you Sports know, Center. Read what they, they need to get uh, similar teams that have the same name out of the same division. Titans, Titans, Texans? and Texans. Hmm. Both start with T's. Get them out of there. On ninety-eight nine, the game. Party people in a place to be. Now put your hands in the air with me. Now come on, now come on. Now come on, now come on. Party people in a place Welcome back in to the uh, starting lineup. We're on 98.9 at the game ESPN Radio. Will it be uh, people uh, partying uh, tonight uh, all the way uh, to the sectional championships on a Thursday? We'll see uh, who is uh, punches their ticket championship games uh, tonight. Uh, let's take a look at the uh, local uh, schedule for uh, this evening, and uh, there's no better place to uh, start than in Class 1A. They're at the uh, KZ uh, sectional. It's going uh, down uh, tonight. They're at uh, 6 o'clock will be uh, the uh, first game. It's between uh, Nioga and uh, Tri-County, the one versus the two, and uh, this is a rematch of earlier in uh, the uh, season. As That's right. On December 6th, uh, these two teams are matched up. I believe the game was in Nioga, and uh, Nioga came out with the win of 54 to uh, 36 over the uh, Titans as Nioga comes into this one 30 and a 3, and that loss on December 6th was one of 6 for Tri-County. They come into this one at 25 and a 6 on the 
year. And uh, as I mentioned yesterday, uh, these two uh, games are kind of a, a flip-flop of the uh, previous year's matchups, the same four teams in here, but uh, different matchups as last year, Tri-County, they fell in the semifinals in Tuscola there to St. Anthony, 53-45 was the final there, so Tri-County trying to do one better and get back into the uh, championship game. And then on the other side of the game uh, tonight at uh, 7-30, it is a rematch of a uh, as well as it's a St. Anthony taking on a Tuscola as a one versus two of the one seed at Tuscola, 32 and one on the season, and St. Anthony comes in at 27 and a five on the year, and uh, that one is that one loss that was uh, suffered by uh, St. Anthony there just uh, two weeks ago. February 6th is when it happened as uh, St. Anthony that night won 57-237 there at the Inlow Center that evening. So it was kind of a wake-up call, I thought, for a Tuscola. Of, uh, didn't look like they really came in to a play on uh, – that night, and uh, St. Anthony did. They were making their shots, and uh, Tuscola kind of got uh, punched in the mouth a little bit, and I think that kind of uh, maybe was a wake-up call for them that if they come out and have a performance like this in the postseason, then their season's over, and uh, that was just a loss of the uh, undefeated season there at that point, but I think they've already had the most wins in uh, Tuscola girls basketball history in the way of that campaign with 32, and uh, so uh, they'll try to get a little bit of revenge tonight on the uh, Bulldogs, and of course, you know, you want uh, St. Anthony and Nioga to match up again in the sectional championship if you're NTC fam, but Tuscola and Tri-County will obviously have something to say about that uh, tonight. And last year in the semis, it was Nioga getting the win over Tuscola. This time, Tuscola was a three seed at that point, uh, but Nioga won that one 41-34, and then they would obviously go on to beat uh, St. Anthony in the sectional championship last year, 48-42. So uh, we'll see if we see uh, that rubber match uh, and uh, we'll just have to wait and see on the outcomes of the game. So 6 o'clock in Neoga, Tri-County, and come for that game and then uh, stay for uh, Tuscola versus uh, St. Anthony uh, tonight in there in uh, KZ. Those two uh, should be two great contests. And we also have some other uh, ones in the uh, regionals uh, tonight as well. Let's take a look at uh, the uh, – I thought I had them uh, pulled up in order – here, as it uh, looks like, uh, oh, there it is. In uh, Class uh, 2A, uh, some South Central teams that we have. We have Hillsborough in the uh, Pleasant Plains sectional. They'll be taking on uh, Quincy Notre Dame. And uh, Hillsborough 19 and 11 on the season. And they're taking on the number one seed, Quincy, as they're 31 and 1 on the season there in Pleasant Plains. And then we also have another South Central Conference team as Staunton is playing there. And they'll be playing against the three-seed Camp Point Central there tonight at 7.30 in Pleasant Plains at 2A. That's not the only 2A matchups that we're looking out for. If not, if I wasn't going to be in Casey, I would be in Pena as these two are great matchups as well in the Pena sectional. At 6 o'clock, you got Totopolis, number one seed. They come in at 26-5 and five on the year, and they're squaring off against 
Pena, and uh, they are 21 and 8 on, or no, they're 23 and 9 on the season. The Panthers come in as the two seed, and uh, you knew the uh, history between Topolis and Pena in the uh, postseason. Well, or Topolis and Paris in the postseason, but there's also some history with T-Town and Pena as well. Earlier this season on December 5th there in Totopolis, Totopolis got the win over the Panthers 48-36. But the postseason history in 2019-2020 season, Totopolis won over Pena in the Newton Regional Championship 49-47. And that year, Totopolis would later on and go on to the Supers and fall to Carterville by a couple of points. The previous year to that in 2018-2019, T-Town beat down on Pena in the Tuscola sectional semi, 61-36. And that year, Totopolis finished in second place in all of the state. And then the year before that, in 2017-2018, Totopolis, they beat up on Pena again in the Vandalia Regional Championship, 52-40. And the Shoes would later go on to finish in a third place in all of the state. So, uh, I don't know how much connections that uh, the uh, two schools have with those teams back in the day, but uh, maybe the coaches bring that up, and especially if you're on the Pena side, and like, hey, let's be on the other side of history this time around, and uh, that should be a heck of a game, and also it should be a heck of a game because it's in Pena, so it's always special when the host school matches up there, so... Uh, that should be a heck of a game uh, there. And uh, then it should be a heck of a game in uh, the nightcap there in Pena as well. As uh, Speaking of the Paris Tigers, they're the number one seed. And uh, they come in at 28-3. and three. They're taking on the two seed, a very familiar foe. It's Robinson, and they come in at 21-8 and eight on the season. These two teams shared the LIC Conference Championship, and that's because this is the rubber match here in the sectional semis. On January 19th, Paris won the uh, LIC Tournament Championship 45-25, to and then the very next game, the very next Monday, it was Robinson on January 23rd winning by two. 40 to 38 over Paris. So this is the true rubber match, and this is the true LIC champion as the winner tonight would not only get bragging rights, but they would also get bragging rights here on the starting lineup, a kind of official LIC champions there. And, of course, everyone around here would probably uh, look at that matchup between Paris and Totopolis, and that's also another rematch as well if that would happen and of course they would have some history that I would have to look up to uh, there with Paris and Totopolis there so uh, that is the matchups going down in 1A and 2A also in the semis uh, tonight there uh, Mattoon they defeated uh, FEM the other uh, last week they'll take on the number one seed Highland there in the Centralia sectional semis and Mattoon 15 and 16 overall as the three seed and Highland is the one seed there, and they come in at 24 and a 7 on the season. Second game there in Centralia is Mount Vernon against East St. Louis, and East St. Louis getting here by being Taylorville and Mascuda, so they've taken down the three and the two to get here 
We'll see if they can take down the Rams. They're a tough task there. I know Mount Vernon is pretty good. Also, in the Rochester section, we have some other uh, Apollos Conference schools. As it's the number one overall seed, Lincoln, they try to keep their undefeated season going as well as they're up against the number two seed, Mount Zion. And Mount Zion comes in at a 23-8 overall on the season. And as I mentioned yesterday, this is also, of course, both teams in the Apollo Conference. So uh, Lincoln beat them both times in the regular season matchup, 62-25 to on January 31st. And then uh, before that, on December 13th, 69-29, they got the victory over the Braves. So the Braves having a pretty great season, but they're up against a tall task there with uh, Froby and uh, those uh, Lincoln girls. And uh, that's going to happen there on Rochester, 6 o'clock this evening. That should be a great one. And then also in the bottom half of that matchup is uh, Muhammad Seymour as they come in at the 2C. They're 24-9 and overall in their matchup against the number one seed, Rochester. And the Rockets, they come in at 26-7 and overall on the season. And, of course, you know, Muhammad would love to have another shot at Lincoln and to have an all-Apollo Conference uh, sectional championship there in Rochester. But, Obviously, a tall task there against the Rockets and also the being the host school as well there. So that is the absolute stacked, and I'm so disappointed that I have to be just at one place uh, tonight because, man, that paint sectional is pretty awesome uh, too. But uh, we'll have to see uh, tonight, and we'll report about it tomorrow. And we'll also get you set for uh, the uh, boys regional semifinals tomorrow, and we'll get all up to date on those brackets and where everyone uh, is there. I know I missed a couple of teams from yesterday and a couple of teams that weren't even in action on a Saturday because they got a buys to uh, tomorrow's matchup. So uh, we'll take a look at those brackets and those schedule of those regional semis there in boys basketball tomorrow and recap these uh, girls sectional games tomorrow so uh, i'm gonna step away right now and uh coming back i'll be talking to some more basketball but i'll be talking about some nba and uh, some college basketball try to squeeze in some bracketology coming up next here on the starting lineup the starting lineup from 98.9 the game studios will be right back This is Effingham Fire Chief Brent Yoakum. We have all heard about home fires, taking lives and destroying all that a family owns. These tragedies remind us to double check for fire safety. The Effingham Fire Department says, make sure your home has properly installed and working smoke alarms. Replace the batteries each time you change the hour on your clocks. Practice a fire escape plan. Teach children never to hide if there's a fire. In case of fires, the most important thing to do is to protect life. Get out and stay out. You shouldn't let financial concerns spoil your retirement, and you shouldn't have to worry about what you'll leave for your family after you're gone. If you set up a tax-free inheritance for your loved ones with single premium whole life insurance, you can drop your worries and enjoy your retirement. Contact your local Pekin Insurance agent to request a single premium whole life quote. And in Effingham, call Tingley Insurance at 217-342-3637 and we'll go beyond the expected for you. Keyshawn, Jay Will, 
and Max. LeBron James. He's fourth all-time in assists. And really, when you think of what he does, do you associate scoring or passing more with LeBron? Because remember, when he came scoring. into the league, it's like, not scoring. me. I mean, I, he's a great scorer, but I always thought like it was like Michael and Magic had a baby. It was LeBron James. He's he's a guy but, but, who has but, that next level. But see, Max, no, I, 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 I can't let you do that though. Do because what? LeBron is one of the most gifted scorers the game of basketball has ever seen. And what about passing? Because well, he's and he's one of the elite passers. But what happens is because he has at, at big moments at times deferred and made the right play. People have labeled him as not a scorer. But you're you're making a pet point that he's a great scorer. I get it. But what I'm saying is, if you what do you think his greatest ability is? Scoring. Is a, he's a better scorer than he is a passer? Yes. yes. Key, Jay, and Max. Weekday mornings on 98.9 The Game. Will they find a home? Sponsored by Geico. Sarah wants a yard. My own little paradise. Brad, however, hates yard work. The only thing I hate more than cutting the grass is paying someone to cut the grass. Compromise is tough, but these two won't have to compromise when they bundle home and car insurance with Geico. It's easy, and they could save even more. In the end, Sarah and Brad found a great home with a yard. A very, very small yard. Time to get it done. And I'm done. Bundling without compromise at Geico.com. Lowe's always has more ways for you to save. On top of our everyday low prices, pros can save big when buying in bulk. Or if your purchase is over $1,500, ask about our volume savings program. A pro associate can provide a customized quote. Ask about our volume savings programs today. It always pays to be a pro at Lowe's. While supplies last, minimum purchase required. Selection varies by location. Lowe's reserves the right to limit quantities. Volume discount pricing quotes are valid up to seven days. Visit your local pro desk to learn more and start saving. Offers subject to change may not be available in all Lowe's stores. And now... This outpouring of love for Tom Brady is what we are beginning with today. Everyone showering this man with love and goatness. How about it? The starting lineup. Almost every single one of Brady's Super Bowls has been clouded with controversy, and that seems what people are forgetting. And let's not forget that so a couple Super Bowls were gifted to him. The tuck rule, the... You can't blame him for the Brady stuff. You can't blame referee. him, but he benefited from it. Okay, everyone gets a call. They benefited from it last night as well. Which which rule? Which which one of those penalties? Whenever the Chiefs are holding, that was so ticky tacky. Come on, so it's a Super Bowl. Let him play. On ninety-eight nine, the game. Travis Sparks here, Sports Center update. The Chicago Blackhawks got their third win in a row when they host the Vegas Golden Knights at the United Center tonight. The Blackhawks are coming off a 5-3 win over the Maple Leafs on Sunday. Chicago remains in the Central Division cellar with 41 points and an 18-32 and a 5 record. Tonight's game gets underway at 7-30. Free agent guard Patrick Bagley is finding a new home, and it's close to home for us. ESPN is reporting that the 34-year-old is finalizing a deal with the Chicago Bulls. The deal is expected to be done as soon as today, with the Bulls is set to waive a player to create a roster spot for Beverly. He averaged 6.4 points a game for the L.A. Lakers this season. He was dealt to the Orlando Magic at the deadline and was waived by the team on Friday, February 12th, after reaching a buyout agreement. The St. Louis Blues aim to avoid their third consecutive loss when they visit the Carolina Hurricanes tonight. Blues were crushed by Ottawa in a 72 loss on a Sunday. However, St. Louis will get two players back on the ice after activating Marco Scandella and 
uh, from the IR yesterday. The uh, Blues are in sixth place in the Central Division with 55 points. The Colts also uh, uh, hired Jim Bob Cooter as the team's new offensive coordinator as well. And also, it looks like uh, Jason Kipnis has retired from the Major Leagues. Welcome back in here to the uh, starting lineup here on a 98.9. The uh, game, Travis Sparks here today flying solo with the uh, Sports Center hits today. Uh, C, I give myself a C, not a plus or a minus, just a C there today. All right, uh, so we do have some uh, news uh, from the uh, NBA world, even though we haven't got back in action in uh, the All-Star break yet. Uh, but uh, uh, right there in that sports center head, the Bulls are looking to uh, sign a Patrick Beverly as well. And that is significant because it just came out this morning, about an hour ago, it was reported that Lonzo Ball is going to be out for the remainder of the season. So Chicago is uh, shutting him down for the rest of the 2022-2023 season. He uh, it continues to experience discomfort during basketball activities despite microscopic uh, knee surgery before the season. And he uh, has uh, been undergoing two knee surgeries uh, since uh, January 22nd and again in September at the beginning of a training camp. And he has uh, some discomfort. Uh, small progress in recent months, but he still has not been able to run, cut, or jump without pain. And uh, the uh, Bulls organization uh, released a comment saying, despite making significant increases in strength and function over the past several months, Ball continues to experience performance limiting discomfort during participation in high-level basketball-related activities. Considering the required time period to achieve the necessary level of fitness to return to play in the current stage of the NBA season, Ball will not return this year. The focus for Ball will continue to be on the resolution of his discomfort and a full return for the 2023-2024 season. So right there as Alonzo Ball, big a blow for the Bulls as he went down last season. And then obviously this season where the Bulls are in that, as they said here on ESPN, that they signed Patrick Beverly for a playoff push. But I don't know what playoffs they're pushing for the Chicago Bulls but uh, so that takes a, a significant hit uh, there for Lonzo Ball being a shutdown for the remainder of the uh, season so you won't have to look forward to that coming up in this second half Bulls fans also a uh, significant uh, that uh, yesterday I think it was uh, last night that it, it came out according to Adrian Wojnarowski that uh, Myers Leonard is uh, going to be uh, finally making his return to the NBA as he's signing a 10-day contract with the Milwaukee Bucks. And the sources told ESPN that on Monday. Now, of course, uh, Myers Leonard, there's all sorts of connections here. Myers Leonard is a local guy, local kid, of course, just right down the road. Robinson, a graduate, won the 2010 2A state championship there with the Maroons and then went on to play there at the University of Illinois. And I think it was kind of towards the end of Bruce Weber's tenure to the start of John, the John Gross era there, I believe, is when 
uh, Myers was there at Illinois. So uh, we know this guy. We, we know this kid. And, of course, there was a viral video. And uh, if you know Myers' story about uh, him and his brother uh, losing their dad pretty early on in life and then his brother uh, going to the uh, Marine Corps and then kind of reuniting uh, there. I think it happened on one time on Inside the NBA, but it also happened there when he was at Illinois or they hadn't seen each other in a couple of years and they were finally reunited there. So, uh, of course, Myers has been out of the NBA since March of 2021 and uh, he was suspended for uh, uttering an anti-Semitic slur playing a video game on Twitch. He was playing Call of Duty on a Twitch when he had an anti-Semitic slur for a, Jew- a Jewish person. And uh, then he was suspended for a week for the NBA. And he was with the Miami Heat at the time. And he was also uh, fined $50,000 for that slur. Uh, but then after that, he uh, was injured with a shoulder injury. And then he also has had some uh, nerve damage in his right leg, and that's kind of what the Bucks have been monitoring. So, uh, long road back for uh, the hometown kid uh, for Myers Leonard to uh, finally uh, get his way back. And uh, the things with these type of things, when you uh, say these anti-Semitic slurs, is uh, you can apologize, but it's one thing to apologize and have it be lip service, but it's another thing to actually mean it. And it looks like uh, from the story here that I saw on ESPN and uh, just knowing Myers from a little bit there, as he was a year younger than me, actually, in the school, as I remember uh, playing, oh, I didn't play obviously, but I was in the crowd watching him, uh, my senior season. And then, uh, the following season when they won a state, actually FEM actually beat, um, the, uh, Maroons there at one point in the season. Hey, it was a two point game. I think that was the only loss that they had in the Apollo, uh, that season with, uh, Cody McCollum and those guys and the greens as well were, were playing, that season, but uh, it looks like Myers actually has shown a lot of regret for the things they said and uh, have also building up some good uh, trust in the community, in the Jewish community. And so that's uh, one thing about when you say things like this is you can apologize all you want, but you need to be actually remorseful and actually mean that apology. And it looks like Myers uh, has uh, done that. So it's uh, nice to see him get another opportunity here in the NBA and uh, signing a 10 day deal with the uh, Bucks, so hopefully uh, that uh, requires, and hopefully uh, that translates into more opportunities for uh, the big seven-footer there. So uh, Myers is signing that ten-day deal with the Bucks, and uh, let's take a look at uh, college basketball. Speaking of his alma mater, that's what we uh, let off the show with uh, here today. But only other game in college basketball last night was uh, Kansas and TCU. As uh, the number three team, uh, Jayhawks, they beat TCU 63-58. I believe TCU was like favored by a half of, or one and a half points here in this one. So uh, Kansas, Kansas wins this one outright, though, there. So rock, chalk, Jayhawk last night. Those are the only two things that were happening, Illinois and Kansas. That was it from last night. Uh, games going on uh, this evening, uh, Villanova against number 16, Xavier. Number nine, Baylor against number 14, Kansas State. Number 11, Tennessee against number 25, Texas A&M. 13, Miami against Virginia Tech. Number 10, Marquette against 19, Creighton. Number 23, Iowa State against number 8, Texas. Number 17, Indiana there going up against Sparty and Michigan State. Colorado State and a number 22, uh, San Diego State there. Has uh, Michigan State even uh, played a, a game uh, since uh, those uh, 
uh, that incident occurred. What was that game? Oh, yeah, they uh, lost to Michigan, uh, I think, since the, they uh, did that. But I'm not sure. Uh, I just kind of threw that out there. Yeah, so, yeah, it was the last game against Michigan was the first game back after the uh, shooting there. And uh, so it looks like everybody showing support uh, for uh, Sparty there last night and uh, previously as well there. So, uh, And then, uh, like I said, Colorado State and San Diego State also uh, tonight as well. And uh, anything else going on in the Big Ten? Nope. That's the only thing, Indiana and uh, Michigan State there. So let's take a quick look at some uh, bracketology from uh, yesterday as uh, currently the uh, men's squad there for Illinois. They would be projected to be a, a seventh seed, and uh, they would be in the uh, South Regional, and uh, that is uh, the host site is Louisville and almost at Louisville. Nope, Louisville, as it would be uh, against number 10, uh, FAU uh, there. And then look who we would face in the second round. UCLA, a rematch there. We already beat them on a neutral floor, so that should be no problem. Easy peasy, right? Also in that regional is uh, Virginia. We also seen them before. Indiana as well. And the number one uh, seed in that regional would be Alabama. There in the south. We also have other number one seeds. Houston in the Midwest region. Uh, you also have uh, Kansas is the west. The number one seed there in Vegas. And then the other number one in the east. In the New York regional is Purdue there. Purdue's matching up with uh, Baylor as the two seed. Arizona as well in that one. Haven't really gone too in depth with this. Uh, Michigan State would be matching up with it against Missouri. They're in the Midwest uh, region uh, there. And then also in women's basketball bracketology, uh, the uh, Illinois Fighting Illini women's team would be there. And uh, they would be a, a nine seed uh, currently right now in the uh, Seattle regional. And it looks like this would be a Seattle three is what they say. So this would be the third. Looks like they have uh, two sites for Seattle. And two sites there in Greenville. Mm. Uh, but they would be against Baylor. And then if they would beat the Bears, well, they would face the number one seed, Stanford, there. And I saw that Steph Curry was in attendance uh, in yesterday's game against UCLA, I believe. Other number ones in the women's bracket would be UConn, of course. Uh, South Carolina, they would be the number one overall seed. And Indiana, as well as the Hoosiers there, number two in the country in the uh, latest polls as uh, South Carolina. They weren't unanimous in the girls' polls as uh, Indiana did receive a uh, vote there. So let's quick a look at uh, some uh, basketball and uh, some uh, bracketology there. But uh, right now I'm going to step away uh, for my uh, final break, and, and then I'll come back talking a little about uh, football to uh, close out the uh, show. NFL news and notes and XFL news and notes as well. Coming at you to close out the show. From the 98.9 The Game Studios, the starting lineup. We'll be right back. Imagine the possibilities with Teutopolis State Bank. This is Jerry Rundy. If you're buying a home, see us to get pre-qualified. When you're pre-qualified, the seller knows you mean business and that can save you thousands. If you're building a new home, we'll help you get started with a construction loan customized just for you. Ask around, talk with your friends, 
you'll see why so many homes start with a little help from Teutopolis State Bank. In Teutopolis, Sigel, and Effingham. Equal housing lender and member FDIC. Dell Technologies President's Day event is here with deals to power all your passions. The savings start now on select, sleek, XPS laptops and more powered by 12th Gen Intel Core processors. Don't forget special pricing on the latest monitors, docks, and accessories, plus free shipping on everything and monthly payment options with Dell Preferred Account. Just call 877-ASK-DELL for these limited-time President's Day deals. That's 877-ASK-DELL. 877-ASK-DELL. Hi, this is Joe Cordell with the law firm Cordell & Cordell. When the prospect of divorce becomes a reality, you need a partner that you can count on. If you're a man in this situation, consider contacting Cordell & Cordell. We've helped men navigate complex legal matters for 30 years. Contact Cordell & Cordell to schedule an appointment with one of our firm's Boise area attorneys, a partner men can count on. 101 South Capitol Boulevard, Suite 500, Boise, Idaho, 83702. Online at CordellCordell.com. And now, Mike Trout uses HGH though. That's the only reason why he's good. I was gonna say, is he still the best player in baseball? Yes. Even with all his injuries. Why? And the- because people don't talk about him because he plays for the Angels, and they're gonna continue to not talk about him because he still plays for the Angels, and he signed a long-term deal. And he doesn't play an entire season. And he can't make the postseason. And he doesn't because the Angels stink. Play the whole season. The starting lineup. I think you have to play a majority of the season to be the best player. On 98.9 The Game. Welcome back in here to the uh, starting lineup. You're on 98.9 The Game. Travis Sparks here still flying solo with you. And I'm only here on a Treasure Radio for, say, a little bit longer. Let's close out, talk some uh, football, real football, NFL and XFL stuff. As I mentioned quickly in my uh, sports center hit, didn't get to go too in-depth with it, but definitely wanted to mention that the Colts' new uh, offensive coordinator, uh, Jim Bob Cooter, as he uh, uh, was hired there, and it's a veteran of the game there, and he's also uh, has quite the resume there as the new OC, as he most recently was the Jacksonville Jaguars passing game coordinator. He also spent time with the Detroit Lions with Matthew Stafford and a member of the former Colts head coach uh, Jim Caldwell staff from 2009 to 2011. Uh, the 38-year-old Jim Bob Cooter, great name by the way, uh, 30-year-old previously served as an offensive consultant for uh, Stange Teaching there with the uh, Philadelphia Eagles in 2021. And Indianapolis Colts are expected to retain defensive coordinator Gus Bradley and a majority of his staff, along with the special teams coordinator Bubba Vertone uh, there. So Jim Bob Cooter, one of the best names in uh, football of coordinators. So, yeah, he's quite quite the resume. You know, it looks like uh, Trevor Lawrence did just fine without – uh, Urban Meyer there this season, and he was probably a big part of that. So got a pretty impressive resume to whoever the uh, Colts want to uh, go after. Do they want to go after Derek Carr and uh, 
it uh, looks like that's going to be a long process. Uh, what's Aaron Rodgers going to come out uh, with in his darkness retreat? Uh, what's going to happen with the uh, Lamar Jackson situation, a franchise tag, or will he play under the franchise tag, or will he seek a new deal, will he seek to be traded? If they do plan to uh, slap him with the franchise tag, what about Daniel Jones? Daniel Jones, he's seeking a new contract, and he's also in the midst of changing agents as well. He's been represented by CAA since uh, being uh, drafted in uh, 2019, uh, sixth overall. But uh, the expectation is, according to some sources, is that he'll join athletes first in search of a long-term deal there with the uh, Giants there. And the Giants do plan on using the franchise tag on the QB if they're unable to reach a long-term deal before March, the March 7th deadline to use the tag. The non-exclusive tag for a quarterback is $32.4 million, but that will limit the team's ability to spend this offseason to gain the weapons Jones and the Giants lack for 2022. And uh, a long-term deal, Jones would want to come in at more than $35 million per season, according to uh, some sources. And uh, that would actually currently, if he gets that long-term contract, would put him in inside the top 10 play players at the quarterback position. I'm sure if I would really go for that. But he did leave the Giants to a first uh, winning season there under his tenure this past season. So And he didn't miss any games uh, because of an injury. A neck injury forced him to miss the final six games in 2021 there so maybe that could also be a factor in determining whether it's a long-term deal or not so uh good luck to uh, that dan jones being one of the top 10 quarterbacks played uh paid in the nfl not too sure about that one uh there but also one of the things that i wanted to uh, close out the show with was about the xfl and i touched a little bit on it the other day about just how awesome that comeback was for the uh battle hawks and just how kind of improbable it was they scored all those points within the 15 point last 15 points within they were trailing 15 to three within like the last two minutes of the game. So they scored them boom, boom, boom quickly. And they also used the, the advantage of the onside kick replacement as uh, the XFL has a new rule where if they want to keep the drive going, they can go for it inside their 25 yard line and it would be fourth and 15. And if they convert, well, they keep the drive going, and that's exactly what uh, they did after they converted a three-point play as well. So uh, they converted the three-point conversion, and they used the new onside kick replacement rule of going for it on fourth and 15, and uh, they converted. So uh, the Battle Hawks were the first team in the season to uh, convert that in a new fashion. And also uh, one thing that I liked about the uh, XFL uh, this past uh, week was just the kind of transparency and all-access pass that we had and of course you if you listen to any ESP, other ESPN radio shows that have touted it and this the all access pass and I can remember in that same game Heinz uh, uh, Ward actually I think he went for a field goal on fourth down instead of uh, going for a touchdown there when they were inside the red zone and right there the uh, correspondent the reporter was right there sideline reporter was right there to ask him why he went for it and went for a field goal there in that situation rather than going for it uh fourth down so uh really all access pass and uh you're getting some in-game audio with the offensive and defensive coordinators calling plays into the players and uh the announcers are trying to explain uh, the uh, lingo that are being used i think that could be both good and bad uh there are some 
people could be picking up on the lingo that you use and could be used against you possibly at a later time. And also just the transparency with reviews as well as Dan Blangino there is kind of the uh, VP of officials there as uh, there was a review at one point in one of the games. I can't remember which one it was, but uh, full transparency. You heard the audio relaying it to him, playing what Blangino saw in the control center to the official and what the rule and what the ruling was going to end up being. So uh, it's some sort of transparency that you don't really see in the NFL. So uh, maybe that possibly could be looking at something that NFL could adopt uh, there from that aspect. But Probably not. And maybe the onside kick rule as well. But I'm sure some football purists would say that's kind of like putting a runner on second base to start extra innings uh, there. But nobody's converting onside kicks these days anyways due to those ridiculous new rules anyways. So that's just my two cents closing out the uh, show here. I do have a couple more things to hit up on on the pod as I'll be talking some NHL uh, to uh, come back here with. And uh, I'll take a look at what's happening on the ice coming up in the uh, podcast. But coming up next here on ESPN Radio is Fitz and Harry. So enjoy. Thanks for listening to the starting lineup on 98.9 The Game. <laughs> In it's overtime here on the starting lineup. Wow, that is really super loud in my headphones right there. Let's turn that down a little bit. It's Travis Sparks still hanging out with you, flying solo, and I got a little bit to uh, clean up here on the pod, but not very much as uh, I'll be talking some NHL as well. And also, I uh, just remembered that I'm going to have some entertainment tonight as well. So I'll get to that here in just a second. But uh, first, let's uh, clean up some uh, sports center uh, here. It looks like Ronaldo Hill is leaving the uh, Chargers to join uh, the uh, Dolphins defensive staff as the Chargers are losing their defensive coordinator to a rival AFC team. Uh, Hill is leaving L.A. to work under newly hired defensive coordinator Vic Vangio in Miami. Hill has served as the uh, Chargers D.C. for two seasons, but we're night reunites with Fangio as the two coach together with the Broncos from 2019 to 2020. Hill is expected to be the Dolphins' new defensive pass game coordinator. ESPN reports the Chargers will promote secondary uh, coach Derek Ansley to a defensive coordinator there. Uh, San Antonio billionaire Red McCombs is dead. McCombs is known for owning numerous auto dealerships in Texas long with co-founding Clear Channel Communications in 1970. McCombs is a former owner of the Spurs, Nuggets, and Vikings, and the business school at the University of Texas at Austin bears his name. He was 95 years old. Milwaukee Bucks had talked about them signing Myers Leonard to a 10-day deal, but uh, they're also uh, star Giannis Antetokounmpo is avoiding a serious injury, according to ESPN reports. The Greek freak 
has a sprained ligament in his right wrist and will undergo treatment. He's not expected to be out long and will be able to return once the pain goes away. The Bucks return from the All-Star break on Friday when they host the Miami Heat. The Bucks have won 12 in a row and currently sit second in the Eastern Conference at 41-17, and just a half game behind the Celtics. Looks like the Clippers are adding uh, Russell Westbrook to uh, their uh, uh, roster. The uh, former NBA MVP ESPN reports that Russell Westbrook plans to sign with the Clippers after completing a buyout with the Jazz. Westbrook was acquired by Utah on a multi-team deal with the Lakers and T-Wolves. The 34-year-old point guard has come off the bench for the majority of his tenure or the majority of the season with the L.A. Westbrook averaged 15.9, 7.5 assists, 6.2 rebounds through 52 games. He has yet to play since being traded on February 9th. And also, I just kind of shouted it out at the end of my sports under hip, but we say goodbye to Jason Kipnis. That's right. A, a two-time American League All-Star is hanging up his glove. Jason Kipnis is announcing his retirement after 10 years spent in the uh, major leagues. The 35-year-old uh, played a nine seasons for the Indians before finishing up his career with the Chicago Cubs in uh, 2020. Kipnis had a uh, career 260 batting average, 126 homers, 245 ribs, and Kipnis stated that his mind and his body just aren't up to the commitment anymore in a social media post that was announced on his decision. So goodbye, Jason Kipnis, retiring into the sunset. And when he goes into the Hall of Fame, will he be wearing a Cleveland hat or a Cubs hat? I say that facetiously because I don't think Kipnis is getting into the Hall of Fame. And, of course, he's known for being uh, Cleveland. I guess it's not an Indian anymore. They're the Guardians, but a uh, Cleveland uh, player there. So, all right, uh, let's uh, take a look at some NHL stuff, uh, and then we can get out of here. Looks like uh, game's going on uh, from uh, last night. On the ice as uh, the Bruins, they beat the Senators uh, 3-2-1. Thank you, Boston, after that beatdown by Ottawa the other night against St. Louis. My goodness, but uh, Pasternak had a couple of goals and back-to-back seasons for 40-plus goals. His second goal went for 41 on the season, so having another great year there in Boston. And Boston on, is on pace to smash the most wins in NHL history as well on if they continue on their uh, amazing pace this year. Uh, Panthers, they won an OT over the Ducks 4-3. to Flyers, they also were 4-3 to over the Flames. Uh, Sharks, 4 were wild last night, it looks like. My goodness. 4 to nothing. Uh, the Sharks beat uh, Eric's Kraken. Uh, the Jets, they beat the Rangers 4-1. to And uh, stop me if you heard this before. But the Islanders, 4-2 to over the uh, Penguins last night. Uh, Sorokin had a uh, great save I saw from last night. And Halliburg for Winnipeg, 50 saves last night against uh, New York there. I already mentioned in my sports underhead that the Blues there in Carolina 
uh, today take on the Hurricanes. Hey, didn't mention it from over the weekend, but the Hurricanes beat the Capitals in the overtime, or not overtime, the outdoor game that was there in North Carolina. That was the first loss that the Capitals had in an outdoor game there. So uh, Hurricanes also had some uh, jerseys. Jerseys were cool. Not sure about the helmets, though. Jersey and helmets combination. Don't know if they really meshed well. Don't really like the the helmets that they had, but I thought the jerseys were cool. Uh, Canadians matching up with the Devils tonight. Ducks Lightning, Red Wings Capitals, Maple Leafs Sabres, Kings Wild, Canucks Predators, Golden Knights, Blackhawks, and Flyers and Edmonton going tonight as well in the NHL world as the uh, second half continues the playoff push continues for uh, some teams as of course Boston uh, they are just killing it 91 points as I mentioned on pace for the most wins in NHL regular season as of now 91 points that Boston has the only other closest one is Carolina with 82 uh, the next uh, Devils would sit at third uh, we also have the Maple Leafs at fourth the uh, Rangers at a fifth there was 75 points and the Lightning was sixth at 73 and the two wild cards right now is the Islanders and the uh, Panthers and uh, Pittsburgh and the Capitals they're on the outside looking in now as Pittsburgh has 63 points and uh, they're trailing by two in the win column and they also have three more overtime losses than the Panthers as well and uh, the uh, Panthers 64 points currently and the Capitals 62 and no one's been eliminated yet so I guess that's a good perspective there uh, we have uh, not so many dominating teams in the uh, Western Conference we have Dallas and uh, the Knights uh, currently tied with 72 points but uh, Knights I think would be number one overall uh, due to that they have the better record. They're 34-18-4, and, and Dallas is 30-15-12. and 12. Uh, We also have uh, uh, bunched up there with 71 points, the Jets and the Kings. And look at the crack and go. They're at 70 points right now. Colorado 67. Right now the two wild cards would be uh, Edmonton, as uh, they would also be joined by the Wild as well, 65 points currently. Uh, Calgary has 63, and so that's really the really close teams. Predators are kind of back farther, 58 points. Blues are still kind of hanging around, 55 points, but we obviously know whether they did over the weekend by uh, unloading Ryan O'Reilly there to the uh, uh, Maple Leafs, who got extremely stronger there in that aspect. So uh, we'll have to see how it uh, shakes out uh, closing down uh, the uh, regular season, not much, I'm not sure how many more games that the uh, regular season has to go. I was hoping that they would have uh, some more, eh, 56, so I guess we got quite a bit uh, left to, to go uh, here as of now. But like I said, no one's been eliminated yet, even though the race for Bedard, Blackhawks, and Ducks, and uh, Blue Jackets, they all have 41 points right now. They would have the worst record, uh, at least in the points department. At least uh, the most losses uh, would be the Ducks. They have 33 losses right now. And the uh, Blue Jackets would have 34 losses. So I guess the Blue Jackets would have 
Um, would kind of be the number one there. I'm not sure how they do that, if they do it like a lottery thing or not for the um, for the first pick for Bedard, the tank for Bedard situation. And they're a generational talent uh, coming up through the ranks. So uh, that's a look at what's happening on the ice. And then uh, quickly before I get out of here, I do have one thing for entertainment tonight. As I mentioned to Eric off the air, and I was hoping that he would be here so I can mention this to him when he was uh, when I mentioned this. But uh, so uh, for the uh, Gronk Super Bowl thing for the Kick of Destiny, number one, missed it. I don't know how I missed it when at the Super Bowl party that I was at. Um, we had two TVs. We had the one actual game in the living room, and then there was a separate TV set up to when you were getting food so you didn't miss a game or you didn't miss any of the commercials as well. Somehow with both TVs missed the kick. The kick of destiny was probably a big failure there in that aspect of, you know, on the camera angle, you didn't know if he made it or missed it. Uh, everyone celebrated like he made it. Gronk was pissed off that he missed it. And uh, the uh, announcer said that he missed it. But everyone wins. We all get the free entertainment. And my goodness, this was just thank you. Thank you, but no thanks for this free entertainment, I guess. But I'm going to use it. Didn't know that it expired as I'm recording this. It expires in an hour, so I had to use it. So uh, I just quickly uh, went to uh, the uh, Sportsbook app there. And uh, my entertainment tonight for my free entertainment from the Gronk Kick of Destiny, I have... Didn't I want to wait on a future for the golf tournament? I didn't want to wait on a future for the NASCAR race coming up on Sunday. So, uh, even though I know how crazy college basketball has been this season, I'm still gonna do it. I still did it. I put free entertainment on Indiana tonight over Michigan State. Indiana winning margin one to ten points. That's what I have. That's kind of a crazy specific uh, entertainment there. But that's what I got. Indiana for my free Gronk Kick of Destiny entertainment. Indiana winning margin 1 to 10 points over Sparty tonight, even though ooh, it's in Michigan State. And it's the first game back there in Michigan State <laughs> since the events that happened there. Ooh, maybe rethinking that a little bit. And I know how crazy college basketball has been with uh, the ranked teams going down and Indiana just winning against uh, Illinois. But then they lost two in a row before that. So uh, I may have just uh, jinxed myself there. But, hey, it was free entertainment. Had to use it. I was under the gun. I was in a little bit of pressure. I had no real time to research. So uh, that's what I came up with. And that's what we're doing. And maybe I just need to get all that negativity stuff right off my brain, right off it positive vibes that this is going to hit and uh, Indiana going to win by 1 to 10 points there against Michigan State tonight. That's the entertainment I got for you so I'll be back to see if it hits and also hopefully Eric will be back uh, tomorrow as well as we'll do a little recapping of the girls sectional semifinals tonight. I'm going to be in Casey. That's where I'm going to be covering the game at and uh, definitely looking forward to uh, those two matchups there. Also some great matchups in Pena tonight as well. So 
definitely be keeping one eye out on that score as well as also checking in on that Indiana-Michigan State game. All right, uh, thank you, and uh, thank you for downloading and listening to me to ramble on and on. And uh, thanks for listening. Thanks for downloading. Be back tomorrow. Hopefully Eric will be with me as well. We'll talk to you then. Peace. Peace.